got some bad news. I know it. I love when he does that. Well, once you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. So, so good luck. Okay, good luck. You say rock bottom, but like, it just seems like things keep getting worse. What What is rock bottom? Who decides what's the bottom of all this? I mean, seriously, you go, okay, today is Friday, and I woke up in Cleveland, and I'm going, how much worse can it get? Don't tell me down, you piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark! Fire me! Fire me! How you think they gonna feel when they introduce your boys as the new WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champion? I don't know who's. They might be cheering. Yeah. They might be booing. Yeah. Little kids might be crying. Oh, yeah. We got grown men out there crying. Yeah. But they still might be hating on the Uso. Hating on us? Why? Because we went out there and did what we said we was going to do. Deep. Buffalo, all your babbling is interfering with my machine. So for the next few minutes, please just do me a favor and kindly shoot. Something. Don't talk about Better do without Just hold a smile Falling in and out of love Ashamed and proud of Together all the while You can never say never While we don't know it Time and time again Younger now than we were before Don't let me go The queen of everything Finds the eye can see Under your command I will be your guardian When all is crumbling I'll steady your hands You can never say never
and salutations, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are having a wonderful week so far. It is episode 338 of the Hoops Podcast. Podcast comes to you free of charge every single Thursday anywhere you get your podcast from. And we have our YouTube channel, which you subscribe to right now, youtube.com slash the Hoots Podcast or at the Hoots Podcast on YouTube. You can also follow your truly at Twitter at the Hoots Podcast at Josh Lopez Media on Instagram. I am joined by the director of all the operations during this holiday season and a good brother of all good brothers, the one and only Derek Stein, a.k.a. Brother Carter. What's going on, my man? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thine royal Derek has once again graced you with his presence today. I feel like we need like a, you know, like some little pomp and fanfare stuff whenever I enter the screen, but glad to be back, man. Two weeks in a row back on the Hoots podcast, so that's really cool. And as Josh mentioned, I am the director of all the operations, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, numerators, denominators, whatever you got. You know, it's like uh, some people consider themselves the king of television, of all televisions. Well, I am the director. We'll get into that here a little later, but I am the director of all of the operations. Glad to be with you. We have a lot to talk about this week and um, ready to get rocking and rolling. So good to be back two weeks in a row, baby. I'm digging it. Yeah, we're going to wrap up this year coming up soon. Um, we've got to figure out which day is going to be the um, our year-end awards show. I think the good thing for us, Burkhardt, is here, not for the fact that we're recording on a Thursday, the fact that none of our shows interfere with the holidays. Like Christmas is on the 24th, which, uh, Christmas Eve is on the 24th, which is a mm-hmm. Saturday. And our show's on a Thursday, so that'd be the 22nd. Same thing applies to New Year's as well uh, on the 29th. So (laughs) uh, we got about three more shows, including this one, to do the wrap-up 2022. It's been a very successful year for our podcast. We're very appreciative of each and every single one of you who have been hanging out with us each week. I have come live from the Fortress of Joshi in Chicago, Illinois. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are seeing the camera. It's It's been you know, modify, and make sure everything's all good and stuff, and going to have some slight technical improvements and stuff. But the main thing is the same characters are still here. We're still having fun, and that's the most important thing at the end of the day. We appreciate each and every single one of you who check out this absolutely terrible podcast. It's, <laughs> it's that's terrible. terrible. That's a terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah, that again. Terrible. Right. terrible. That's terrible. Well, you got to be careful too because Shaq may throw Kenny into a Christmas tree. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Did you see that, Josh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bit where they always have to make Shaq fall and just of collapse. But <laughs> I, yeah, Kenny threw Shaq into the tree. That's right. That's right. No, oh, that was so funny. That was great. Kenny's a, a natural heel. Aren't all Kenny's natural heels, if we're being honest? Well, I mean, the problem is Kenny is a heel I actually want to see on television, unlike other Kenny's who. A natural. I'd much rather. I want to see natural heels that I actually care about, which like Kenny the Jet Smith. I want to see Kenny the Jet Smith, but other Kennys, which we'll talk about later, I have no interest in seeing at all. Uh, as long as Kenny doesn't do play by play, a slam dunk contest, we're all good. This is true. That, this he is, is horrible. He's annoying as shit when those go down. But anyways, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. We're having some fun today. Uh, it's going to be more of a laid-back version. We didn't, we don't have too much questions for the back force Q&A, but we are going to answer questions. And me and Carter just going to shoot the shit with you guys tonight. Just have some fun, relax. I'm actually going to uh, pull out some uh, tunes for you guys today. I'm not going to sing, but I'm just going to play for you. 
as as you guys are watching the video version, I've been holding my guitar this entire time for a reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're recording this on uh, Thursday, December eighth. Uh, it is the anniversary of John Lennon's unfortunate passing. Um, for those who know me, you know I'm a big music buff, and my grandpa and growing up playing guitar music was always Beatles, Tom Petty, Eagles. ELO, Fleetwood Mac, by the way, our thoughts and prayers go out to Fleetwood Mac and the passing of their uh, piano player, Christine Beery. Uh, yep. Last week, unfortunately, I saw the, that news. And um, I don't look at this day as a sad day. Obviously, it's a horrible tragedy for John Lennon when this happened. Um, but John passed away really young at a time where he was just really about to start living his life on his own terms. He was about to have a really like cool album coming out and stuff like that. And um, right. Just figured I wanted to play a couple too. It's not gonna be long here, but we'll get to that in just a couple seconds. But don't forget, it wouldn't be a new episode of the Hoots Podcast without our main event segment. You know, it was funny, bro. Carter, I was watching the People's Choice Award the other mm-hmm. night. Um, usually, I'm not a big fan of the award shows. Uh, I think I kind of grown past it. It's very awkward the way the shows are formatted and how you have these celebrities pretend that they care about the scripts that these producers write for them as they try to present these awards. You know what I mean? It's all genuine and stuff like that, but I had nothing on. NXT was over and it was still on, so I flipped over to NBC and watched a little bit of it. And I was like, what wrestling podcast serves our audience more than we do <laughs> with what the hell's wrong with the AEW. The best <laughs> you know segment I mean? in podcasting, baby. It's what we do. We tell people like it is. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we do. We're not leading people astray or run a buck, as Stephen A. Smith would say. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're a friendly service show. And like you said, the key important thing here, we tell the truth and we keep it a stack and we keep it a hundred for you guys. So, um, not only should the Who's Podcast be nominated for a Emmy Award, it should be nominated for People's Choice Award as well. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they have any like national televised podcasting awards, but maybe down the road we'll have to see how things play out. Um, anyways, before we get into um, the backboard QA, I'm going to play a couple of chords here uh, in a John Lennon melody and. The song I'm going to play here are um, Beautiful Boy, which is my favorite John Lennon song, Outside of Woman, and uh, Imagine. And then, yeah. So, hope you guys enjoy this. I am not going to have the music in the background. I might flirt around and play some more tunes as the weeks go on. I'm having a new soundboard that's coming to the uh, house soon. And hopefully you can mix some things off. I noticed when I've tried to do guitar covers here on StreamYard, the audio always just seems to have the music overlapping my guitar when I play. And that sucks. Like, I want you guys to hear me play. And hopefully this comes out good. So first one we're going to do here is um, Beautiful Boy. And you guys like it. So here you go.
then you go here. Very nice, brother Adam. Very nicely done. Uh, John Lennon, obviously one of the great musicians of our time and gone way too soon. I mean, what a career he could have had. But um, that's awesome. Great, great, great stuff, man. Just great stuff. Very good. All right. All right. Is it time, Josh? I feel like I feel like I just kind of sat down on a porch. What do you think? Yeah, it's getting comfortable, you know, right? You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, It's time once again to answer some questions from the morose universe. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we've got questions from the good brothers Chris Letta and Sam Piopo today. It's a brand new edition of the Backports Q&A session. So let's do this traditional style. Let's throw up the X. Mm. Hold up. Throw Absolutely. Up not for CM Punk, but for um, the Pipe. other. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to get that in there. Sorry, Chris. And I guess for Sam, too. Sorry, I had to get that in there. I'm sorry. Hey, don't be surprised if CM Punk uh, stops Roman Reigns' uh, title reign. No, you shut your mouth right now. That's that. Okay, I'm sorry. You just got minus 20. You just got minus 20 for your performance evaluation, pal. Hey, no way. There ain't no stopping me. No, go, go ahead. This is the charm of me being in the host seat here. I get to push your buttons. I, I got a question I want to propose to you since this is a Q&A session. All right, let's go. What do you would take more, CM Punk ending Roman Reigns' title reign or Sasha Banks winning the Royal Rumble? Oh, I'd much rather have Sasha win the Rumble. That's oh, fine. You're... No, I'd much rather have Sasha win the Rumble. That's fine. Because who's Sasha going to beat? Yeah, okay. She, yeah, come on. I mean, give her the title. I don't care. But you take you. But if that jackass ends up ending Roman Reigns' streak, no, 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 no. He's our tribal chief. We all throw up our ones. We all show our respect. Ain't to be beaten by some guy who gets shut off, at, who walked off because you know he couldn't handle the elite, the most overrated professional wrestlers in the world. Give me a break. Is that right? That's right. But hey, Josh. <laughs> You mean to tell me with a straight face that you would rather have Sasha Banks and her annoying ass fan base win the Royal Rumble over Charlotte Flair? Or no, Baker? I didn't say that. No, I said <laughs> no, 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 no. I said you. You said would you rather have Sasha win or CM Punk end the or end? The, right, yeah. yeah, I'd rather have Sasha win than than, than Punk end the title reign. That that jackass who I've been right about for the last eight years. No, 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 no. absolutely not. All right, Chris Zaletta, my man. <laughs> I love this show. This is yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. 
<laughs> oh, what up, Oos? Here's some questions for the Q&A this week. When can we get you in one of these media calls, press conference slash scrums? Certainly deserves to be in there. Well, Chris, I'm very humble and fired that you think that I'm worthy enough of being in a avenue, a platform like that. Maybe stay tuned for 2023. I can't promise anything. Um I have my opinions on the state of dirt sheet culture and how those scrums are handled and stuff like that. Um, as much to be flattering to be, I guess, validated, I guess, by wrestling Twitter that I'm worthy enough to be in those scrums. That's not what I'm in it for. Um, but if you feel like I'm worthy to be in that position, I, I, I'm not going to say no to that. It's very, I'm very uh, grateful for you to think of that highly of me, but um, I feel like I'll be embarrassing most outlets by the fact that I'm actually asking real questions and not kissing ass and looking for a job from Tony Khan. So <laughs> that's just my opinion on it. But but Akar, what about you? I think you're you're worthy enough of being on a scrum. <laughs> I think you're. Uh, you know, I would be honored. I'm crafting some good questions, aren't you? Absolutely, I'd love to get on the media scrum with. Uh... Tony Khan and maybe ask him about some of his booking decisions and just try to hope him to get him to say, I'm not, I'm not with that fucking chat. And then look left and right. Like he's high, like a, like he's like, Oh, I think Tony Khan reminds me of Adam Gase with the Jess press conference. Every time that he's, I don't know which one was worse, Tony Khan or Adam Gates, but, um, or Adam Gase rather, but no, that'd be fun to be on a media scrum to, I, I, all we have to do each week, Josh, is bring what the hell is wrong with AEW. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Tony, I'd like to play something for you and then just playing the theme music for what the hell is wrong with AEW. <laughs> but here's the deal, though. Like, I, I think most people would know what my first question would be if I ever asked Tony Khan a question. What the hell is wrong with AEW? I don't Close. Can you tell me what your company is in 2023? What is AEW? My my follow-up would be, four years into the company, how do you feel about the state of your commentary team? Hmm. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to answer that question, and then he's going to go on a 20, um, I don't know, maybe a three-minute soliloquy about stuff that doesn't matter and go over the resumes of how great Taz and JR and stuff like that. I'll talk about the state currently of your announce booth because your announce booth sucks. All around. <laughs> it's a shame that they had to drag poor Ian Rick and Bonnie to have at least some competent uh, commentary during the show or Kevin Kelly at the Forbidden Door. Four years into uh, Elite Wrestling Company. Remember now, this is supposed to be Elite Wrestling, and their announcing is piss poor at best. Terrible. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Sam, who's watching us live here in our uh, live stream on Facebook. Uh, appreciate you, good brother. Uh, here he says, AEW's <laughs> the land of all the people Vince fired. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, Brett, thank you for bringing that up because that that's going to be a perfect segue into what I want to talk about and what the hell is wrong with AEW um, this week because that's really going to be that's kind of what I thought about the show this week is um, just kind of well, we'll talk into we'll talk about when we get into our segment, but just know that that's um, that's kind of what I'm. We'll talk about that when we get into the show. But Brett, thank you, Brett, for bringing that up. That's going to be very potent here in about an hour. 
Yes, sir. All right. Uh, thoughts on Eric Young's departure from Impact and possibly returning to WWE? Well, that's up my territory since I cover Impact Wrestling. Um, basically, Brett Carter, we had a murder. On Impact I, I heard about this, and I, I'm just like, okay. Eh, uh, but he somehow got murdered, but then he's going to, like, if it doesn't work out, he's going to reappear from the dead. Just kidding. I'm not a dead. Like, he is not yet dead. He is there. And, you know, it's kind of that. Thing. I don't know. I heard about this. Go ahead. Here, here's my deal. And I'm not going to come in here being here with Chris say that's stupid and outlaw and blah, 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 blah. Because I was a Lucha Underground fan and they killed a bunch of people and did a whole bunch of stuff that you would see on superhero movies. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. We're all fans of superhero movies and stuff like that. And unre- unrealistic shit happens all the time. But to have that close your show. Right. And for those who don't watch Impact, Eric Young has been running a faction called Violent by Design for about two and a half years. And Eric's done a lot of great stuff in Impact Wrestling. I mean, outside of Sanity, I, if you, the most things you remember from Eric Young is his work in TNA and Impact. Right. And I've always been a fan of his work. I enjoy his stuff in the ring. Um, but they had this whole deal where they're at a prison cell and him and Cody Diener, who's the guy that killed them, uh, we're having a conversation about what would you deal, what would you do if someone that was trying to kill you was standing right in front of you, or like how would you inflict violence and stuff like that? And it was a little much, even for me, being the guy that watches and covers way too much wrestling. <laughs> picture that if you were watching Impact for the first time, and that was your first thought on the company, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, it wasn't for me, but as far as him going to WWE, look, we already got Nikki Cross back to her normal stuff, so that's a good thing. I know a lot of people have been asking for that. So if you get some reunification re, re of sanity, I would not have a problem with that. Yeah, I agree with you, Josh. I've been a big fan of Eric Young's for a long time. I thought he was great in TNA and um, did great things in the back. I didn't think he got a fair deal in uh, in NXT and WWE. Never got a chance to really show um, we, what he could do. Sanity kind of just didn't work out on the main roster for whatever reason. But no, I think Eric Young could be a great asset to WWE, and um, I hope that works out. I hope we see him back on TV. Yes, sir. All right, let's go to the next question. Um, Chris said, "Thoughts on William Regal heading back to WWE?" Brooke, I'll let you answer this one because I want yeah. to more on this and what the hell's wrong with AW, but you go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, and I, I think we were going to talk about this more, Josh, in what the hell is wrong with AEW and what <clears throat> I thought. I'm obviously I'm very excited. I think that this is the right move for him. It's the right move for the, the company. Um, I think he he started to see the sinking ship as as well as anybody, and just realized once Triple H was back in charge, time to him to go back home. And um, I've heard some details about his contract. And that he's not allowed to be on screen in 2023 and can just coach. But whatever, if Tony wants to be that petty, whatever, it's still going to make everything better. So like January 1, 2024, you know, they can already say war games and then that'll be on and that'll get the hugest pop in the world. So um, I think it's going to be terrific. Uh, I, I, I And we'll talk about this when we get in the show. I actually did enjoy the tribute last night and kind of how all that went down. I know we'll talk about that when we get into our segment, but I'm excited about it. I think it's great for everybody involved, and I can't wait to see William Regal back home where he belongs. 
Well, here, here's my deal. Um, this is all I'll say about it right now. And this is a question to everybody. Who's running the sloppy shop now? <laughs> Indeed. Just saying. Indeed. Just saying. <laughs> here's some comments here from Brett at the YouTube chat. He says, uh, thoughts on Nakamura and the Great Buddha. Oh, yes. By the way, if you guys don't know, uh, Shisei Nakamura will be making an appearance at uh, Pro Wrestling no, is it All Japan or Noah? One of those two companies are having. No, it's All Japan, I believe. Ah, Muda's all all over the place. I should know this as a guy who covers Japanese wrestling. But, anyways, Nakamura will be having a match during Wrestle Kingdom weekend, but for a different promotion, not at in New Japan. He'll be fighting the Great Muda, who's about to retire soon. So this is one of his final matches. I know this is a personal selection for Muda that he wanted Nakamura to fight him. I think it's a cool deal. I yeah. think it really is. I think it's also good for Nakamura maybe to have maybe one more bar burner uh, and just say hi and, you know, get his spirits up and motivated. I think that's a cool thing. I, You know, to have other performers perform internationally in other promotions on a big, big time event like that, I think it's a cool deal. Um, but I wouldn't be putting my hopes up and be like, oh, here, here's the deal. <laughs> hey, right. you say Nakamura is going to ask for his release. Watch out, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be in the G1 next year. I'm not going to put our hopes up to that. <laughs> I, I but Josh, know. hey, listen. But let's not – listen, it, but it doesn't matter because apparently Sasha Banks is going to be appearing at Wrestle Kingdom 17. So, yeah. I I mean, there's that. that's your draw, pal. Yeah. Hey, is King HR joining him, joining her there? Woo-hoo. I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Brett, for the uh, correction. There, Noah will be um, hosting that Great. event. By the way, uh, for Russell Kingdom. By the way, Kenny Olivier is fighting Will Osprey for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. I know that may not be. Interesting you, but we got an eight-start match <laughs> lined up for Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> Dude, by the way, have you noticed that everyone is starting to turn on Meltzer now, too? Everyone is starting to realize, like, this guy has yeah. absolutely zero credibility. Like, ever yeah, since he started sure. allying himself with AEW, it's just everybody's finally starting to see, yeah, dude, uh-uh. There's no credibility. I, I'll tell you, <laughs> wait to the reaction if Tony Khan wins the Booker of the Year award <laughs> again this year. You know what's going to happen. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, next question here. Do the Briscoes – oh, my God. Do the Briscoes go 0-3 against FTR Saturday? Oh, my God. Uh, Josh, do you want to save that for the segment? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just save that one for the segment. Chris, if you're not watching the video, I think you, my facial expressions in the video version will tell you my thoughts early of what my yeah. <laughs> final battle. So All thank right. you for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, John, I will say this. Do you think that maybe, maybe FTR versus the Briscoes Part 3 might be something you wanted to have advertised more than two days before the show? Great question. I, I know we're trying <laughs> to say that. Bobby segment. Big Brain would have that same thought, too. I mean, I know we're saving it for this segment, and I'll repeat this in about an hour from now, but I, uh, let's carry it. Let's go. Let's yes, go. Man. All right. Next question. Uh, he says, thoughts on Tegan Knox return? Oh, yes. 
Uh, great question there. Uh, we, we haven't got a chance to see that. She made a return on the Dom of Smack last week. Uh, I saw that. No. I thought it was cool. I, hey, we were, we had the question right last week about the lack of death of the woman on the SmackDown Women's roster. Well, there you go. They just threw, threw you a bone. So <laughs> uh, oh. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Look, she's one of the wrestlers that just had such a bad string of luck when it comes to injuries and stuff like that. And she never really got her foot off the ground. Then COVID happened, and her, I think she was one of the rele- releases, right? Yeah. So, Good for her. I, I enjoyed her work, and you know what? Here's a cool thing: she has a history with the uh, Dakota Kai, and that'd be a good thing for the the tag titles. There you go, folks. You guys, everybody's looking for whoa, who's what's gonna be next for the women's tag team scene? You, there you go. You got Damage Control against uh, Shotzi and um, uh, Tegan Knox. There you go. Great. I love it. I, yeah, I think I think I think it's great, Josh. Uh, and we'll talk about this more in this week in WWE. But great to see Tegan Knox back. I think like you, she just kind of got a raw deal and just kind of got some bad luck. So I'm glad she's getting another chance. I think it's great. Sam Tegan's uh, cop. That's that's not that's not right, man. <laughs> At least Tegan Knox could deliver on the the ring product. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> what a throwback for Bears fans there, Kevin White, my lord. Um, anyways, let's go to the next question: <laughs> Who wins both the women's and men's Iron Survivor matches? Um, I'll go those briefly. I'll talk a little bit about Deadline when we get to this week in WWE. Um, I'm going with Carmelo Hayes, and I'm going with Cora Jade to win those matches. Hey, don't forget, coming up on Saturday, XC Deadline, pretty cool new concept. It, Folks, it's not the king of the mountain match. You're not setting up a fucking ladder to put a title up. While <laughs> I, get I get the whole thing about the penalty box and all that, and blah, blah, I get it. But it's not the king of the mountain match. You're not standing there like a fucking idiot climbing up a ladder trying to put a, a title onto a clip. <laughs> above the ring. It's not the king of the mountain match. But I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept and I'm going to go with Carmella Hayes. I think this is his opportunity to go after Braun Breaker and Axie title. I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. And Cora Jade, she's a star, man. You're looking for that. You're looking for that A.G. Lee Page type of character in WWE. There you go. You have it right there. She's what, like, isn't she like 20 years old or something like that? Yep. And Chicago's very own. There you go, dude. She's gonna she she keeps this up, man. She could have a real, real awesome career. Yes, yes, sir. All right. Next question here for Chris. He says, "Will you be watching any of the college football bowl games?" I'll take this one since I am a the kind of resident college football expert, and uh, absolutely every time a bowl comes on, um, I'm, I'm very excited to see it. Um, at least check out part of it, uh, depending on what we have going on over the season. But, yeah, I'll definitely be watching the bowl games. I'm obviously very excited about the playoff. I think we have two excellent matchups yep. with um, Georgia taking on Ohio State, who kind of snuck in, um, and then TCU is taking on Michigan. I think that's those are going to be some excellent games. Um, I've got Georgia taking on Michigan in the finals in a rematch from last year with uh, Georgia repeating as national champions, um, which I think is going to be terrific. But yeah, there's some there's some really cool matchups. I'll have to um, in your New Year's Six bowl games. You got Tennessee versus Clemson, which could be great. Kind of two programs that kind of fell off near the end of the year. 
Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, K-State and Alabama, that's going to be great. Uh, I think the Rose Bowl game is Utah versus Penn State. That's going to be a really good game. So, yeah, there's some excellent college football games. Um, uh, Sam says, go Irish and go Illini. Yes. 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 Well, Sam, I'm going to go with Illini because my Northwestern Wildcats decided to shit the bed this year. God, they were, <laughs> dude, what they I, were terrible. Well, <laughs> we had a bad year because, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald is a good coach. Like, I really think Pat Fitzgerald is a good coach. Um, they just had a bad year. But, this yeah. is this is a short story. I I became a Northwestern fan because my mom used to work in that area. She's a uh, mail carrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does uh, deliveries and stuff out there. And I we I got to go to one. I think Northwestern Wildcat game when I was like I don't know six or seven years old. And I, it was just like being around the area a lot. And we met. And also I always liked the colors purple and black. I thought I was like. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker vibe type of thing, you know. What I mean, so when I ever when I ever see purple and black, you, you got my eyes going. So <laughs> um, hopefully, they, hey, they got a great music program and a great uh, uh, journalism, it's, it's, too, right? <laughs> I will say um, for for Sam there, and I forgot about this one. I had to look it up. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame's got a good bowl game. They got South Carolina, two teams that kind of started off the season real rough, but they're starting to figure some stuff out. Yeah. So that could be a really good game as well. By the way, uh, Olin Krutz, who used to play for the Bears, by the way, uh, recently nominated for the Hall of Fame in the NFL. Uh, his son, I believe, is on the offensive line for the uh, Fighting Illini, which is pretty cool, actually. You know, Brent Carter, I want to have some fun with this as I am the least well-known <laughs> member of the college football community here on Hoops Podcast. No problem. I want to read the names of these bulls, and it's not meant to talk shit about college football, but some of these are just funny to read out, okay? Okay. All right. The whole town lenders Bahamas Bull. We have Miami of Ohio against UAB. I believe that's uh, Auburn, right? No, that's uh, UAB is University of Alabama, Birmingham. Oh, okay. The Blazers. Yes, sir. We have the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl at Explorer Stadium. It's UTSA against Troy. By the way, is Explorer Stadium dumping World Stadium? Is is this the Citrus Bowl? Is that their new name now? No, I which which game is it? <laughs> uh, Troy against UTSA. The Explorer Stadium. Is this the soccer one or is this the Citrus Bowl? This one is the well the Cure Bowl is so the Cure Bowl is the name of the bowl. Yeah. Uh where is it being played? It's in Orlando. Oh. Um, I have no idea. Um, Cuz if this is the Citrus Bowl, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Well, it's not well the Citrus Bowl is a is a bigger bowl than that, but it could be at the okay. same stadium. Never mind. I I know where this is. This is the soccer where the Orlando uh, MLS soccer team. Oh, okay. Is. Okay, so they're having it there. It's it's like two blocks away from the Amway Center, um, where the Magic plays. So I I know that area very well. All right, cool. So I don't have to relive my memories of WrestleMania 33 and that no. shitty water out there and the homeless man that offered me meth at uh, midnight. No, that's, no, <laughs> no. The um the Citrus Bowl this year um, is being played at Camping World Stadium, um, LSU versus Purdue, which is actually going to be a good game. All right, let's go a couple more of these here. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can get going here. Yeah, Cricket Celebration Bowl, Jackson State and NC Central. That's going to be at Mercedes-Benz. I would bring that up because shout-out to 
prime time Deion, uh, Deion Sanders. He's now the Let's new head coach of the LFG, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Prime time buffs, baby. Let's go. Have you seen Prime yet? I have not. So um, I've heard rumors that – so I was actually going to potentially not record tonight with you live because I heard rumors that he was going to be going to the basketball game here tonight. But then they said, oh, no, he's not going to be there. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But then I just got a text from someone that says, okay, change. Now he may be there. So I might be missing getting to see Prime live to be here <laughs> on the Hoots podcast. So you're welcome, everybody listening to this show. Uh. <laughs> this is the last bowl I mentioned here because this is what pops me. Okay. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presents Washington State against Fresno State. What in the blue hell are we doing here? How does Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? How does he get his own bowl? I I don't. I, I don't get me wrong. I like Jimmy Kimmel. I think the guy's hilarious, but really, that's the name of a college football game. <laughs> Shoot, Josh, at this rate, why don't we have a The Hoots podcast bowl? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what's the name of the uh, pizza restaurant that uh, Luigi Primo, the fucking pizza guy from AEW, what's the name of his? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> if it's anything to do with AEW, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great question there, Chris. <laughs> All right, who should be the final four in a men's world rumble match? Great question there. Cody Rhodes, Jay yep. Uso, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins. Beautiful. I could, couldn't have picked it any better myself. Yeah, I like it. Uh, trying to think, is like, is there any dark horses that could be other like an up and comer, like maybe an Austin Theory? Uh, possibly. I, I can see that. Um, I I would I was thinking maybe Randy Orton, but I don't know when he's going to come back from his injury. So. Right. You know who be, who might be cool in a Final Four? Actually, might be Braun Breaker. I think that could be kind of show what he can do on the main stage. Or Johnny Gargano. Or Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that would be good. I'm, I I like. I actually wouldn't mind somebody from NXT being in the Final Four. Like who could be an thing? Like like a Carmelo Hayes or yeah, a Cameron Grimes or something like that. Right. And then for the chicks, uh, go with uh, Shayna Baszler, Rhea mm-hmm. Ripley, Bailey, and. Who else do I put in there? Asuka, Candice. No, 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 no. Woo! You gotta put the queen in there. Yes. <laughs> put the queen in there. Woo! All right. Thank you, Chris, for the questions this week. My brother, appreciate you as always. Yep. All right. Last set of questions here. We have 10 more to go, my man. Here oh, we man. go. Sam Piopo. Yes. Hey. Oh, Sam's going to get to hear his questions answered live. I like it. Yes, let's do this. We, I got one question that's going to pop you. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. What are your thoughts on how both Chicago teams have handled free agency thus far? Um, I think it's a good time to be a Cubs fan. Uh, I'll say that uh, as much as it makes me want to vomit inside right now. Uh, hey, man, uh, I'm glad that Tom Rick has actually decided to wake up and use some of the money that his zillion dollar family um, holds. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I saw they got Cody Bellinger the other day. Uh, I think that's a nice pickup for them. Uh, Jameson Talon, who's a Yankees pitcher, I think got signed there as well. So I thought that was cool. Uh, I don't know why they let Wilson Contreras go. I thought that was a mistake. Um, it's very rare you have catchers that are really that productive in the middle of the lineup. 
Um, I know maybe some of his defense and the way he handles pitchers could be uh, debated or whatever, but I, 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 I kind of been different Wilson Contreras here and there, but I thought he fit well with that team. So seeing him go to St. Louis was, I kind of felt bad for you, Sam, because uh, who the hell wants to go to St. Louis? Let's let's be honest. I've never it's been. Like, <laughs> it's like a more snobbier version of Cleveland. That, that, that's what St. Louis is, really, at the end of the day. It, it's a dump. So well, I know how you feel about say, uh, Cleveland, Josh. So yeah, it's, it's the armpit of life. Um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on the Cubs. As far as my White Sox are concerned, uh, a little disappointed that absolutely next to nothing has been going on on free agency. I've been Believe it or not, I've been watching the MLB Network and watching uh, Chris Russo's uh, high heat shows, trying to find anything that my White Sox have been doing. It's just nothing. Rick Hahn's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna remain patient, like the old like Gerald Manchur cliches all the time. We're gonna stay patient, see what the market comes to us. We're not just gonna recklessly spend just for the sake of spending and blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, oh, we're the White Sox. Jerry Reinsdorf, our owner, we're just not going to spend over-the-top money because that's not the White Sox way. Assholes. Um, by the way, uh, Charles Barkley, I'm a big fan of yours, but I saw your quote the other day on the Waddle and Sylvie show on ESPN 1000. You said that the Bulls should uh, tank and rebuild. My man, all due respect to you, uh, the last thing this city needs is another fucking rebuild. By the time five years come down, Brother Carter, we might have a new team in Chicago called the Chicago Rebuilders. Because that's <laughs> how many rebuilds are going on in the city. We got the Bears. What? The Blackhawks. What? what? The Bulls are, I guess, halfway through their rebuild. What? what? Uh, the Cubs were a rebuild. What? what? <laughs> Outside the White Sox, it's been rebuild after rebuild after rebuild. It's 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 getting too much. I still think though, Josh, and I said this at the beginning of the season, the Bears got their QB. They've got their QB. I I told you, I told you Justin Fields was the man. Oh no, I'm telling you, Fields can lead them to the promised land. I, I my feels on Justin Fields has nothing to do with Justin Fields. I know how the city works and how they treat quarterbacks, and they can't evaluate quarterback development if it's slapped in the face. So I'm not here to declare anybody's anybody because let's say Justin does not make the Pro Bowl next year. You know what's going to happen? Mm. <laughs> People are going to tell him uh, tell Ryan Poles to release him and trade him. I know how the city works. Then he'll then he'll go to a PT, he'll go to a team and win a a chip like within three years. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, next question here for Sam: Do you think Jack Sanborn could be a piece of the future of the Bears? Speaking of the Bears players, uh, undrafted middle linebacker has been balling out recently. Um, yeah, I, I think so. It's a nice pickup. You know, I think one of the people, one of the things people said about Ryan Poles during his time with the Chiefs, um, is that. A lot of the like star players from their defense, like Nick Bolton and some of these other like under the radar guys they got from Kansas City, it was because of uh, Ryan Poles. And Ryan Poles is our new general manager, so uh, I think that I, I I think Jack could do some good stuff. And it and you know if you don't have to pay max money to keep Jack Sanborn on the team, Brother Carter, you got a gem on your hands, you know. If they can, if they can find a way to get him and, and get him cheap, that would be fantastic. 
Let's see what Sam here has to say. <laughs> Derek, you have to understand how cost we are as Bears fans when we think we may have a QB. Let's pump the brakes. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, Sam, I'm not going to – I am. I have not been following the Bears as long as you and Josh have. I get it. Totally get it. But I remember what I saw from Justin Fields at Ohio State, and I know that he is a he's a playmaker. He can make things happen. But I also understand how Bears fans can be cautiously opti- – or yeah, cautiously optimistic about about what's going. On. Well, here's the thing: they got to get him some help, though. They've got to pony up the dough, get him an O line, get him some help, so he actually has time to make decisions and either get the ball to Montgomery or to Khalil Herbert or yeah. Chase Claypool. Or, um, by the way, I was sad that Darnell Mooney got hurt. It looked like he was starting to he was starting to ball and then got hurt for the season. So, yeah. but they could, they could have it's a couple not, wide receivers. Life Stadium, Meth Life Stadium. Oh, boy. What a terrible stadium. Mm-hmm. Stop with the fucking turf and get some damn grass at all these football stadiums, for the love of God. No, but Josh, turf is way oh, easier to make. Torres ACL because the freaking Detroit Lions need freaking turf in a freaking dome. It makes no sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's brutal, man. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about football in a couple of minutes, actually, by the way. Oh, good. Uh, so next question. How would you grade the Bears coaching staff now that we're at the bye week? I had to put the record to the side just because of what was left on the roster when Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy left. Uh, so it's very unfair for me to come in here and tell you that our coaching staff is good or ass or – what are adjectives I can use here, but I'm going to give the Bears coach set for what I see so far a B minus. Okay. Is there things that could be worked on? Sure, but I think I get a better uh, feel for their coaching staff once, like you said, we get more reinforcements and elevate our roster, if you will. So I'm going to go with B minus, and I think that's being fair. Uh, I know a lot of people are jumping down Al Williams' throat and stuff like that, but I mean, Matt Eberfus came in identify what his defense is because we have nobody here. All our main stars are gone <laughs> and we got scrubs that represent like 80% of our defense. So <laughs> there's really nothing they could do about it. Um, uh, let's see. Anything else I wanted to mention the Bears really quick. Oh, guess what the final four games are this, uh, for the season. It's They're on the bye week right now. So right. we had we the Eagles next week. Mm. Hashtag Philly is trash. They're coming to the city. On uh, Christmas Eve, it's the Bills. <laughs> we get the Bills on Christmas Eve as a Saturday game. Then we have to go to Detroit. Hopefully, Justin Fields doesn't get injured there. And mm-hmm. then we wrap up uh, with a home game with the Vikings. You could go one for three in those, depending on which Detroit team shows up. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's my deal. I know a lot of people are like, oh, let's get the second pick in the draft. Like, What's a draft pick going to guarantee us? Well, it doesn't guarantee you anything. <laughs> well, and Josh, we've talked about this before, but you and I say this all the time religiously. You never know who's going to make the transition to the NFL well. Case in point, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield couldn't do anything, right? <laughs> yeah. um, there was another who just got released um, not too long ago. Uh, it was this, another Browns. Was it Deshaun? No. Um, Johnny Manziel. There's another one. Johnny Manziel, yeah. Johnny Manziel, number one, won the Heisman, number one pick, didn't make it. Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, you just you just never know who's going to make the transition to the NFL. And then you have people like 
Speaking of Detroit, Amon Ron St. Brown, who goes like the seventh or eighth wide receiver drafted, and he's balling. Like, by the way, how how did everybody's favorite massage boy play uh, last night? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to save the day for the Browns. Uh, <laughs> Sam says here, Bears might give up two hundred points in the last four games. That, that might be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the facts remain the same. Philly is trash. Um, how they get how they got a WrestleMania, I'll never know. All right. <laughs> Next question. When was the last time? Oh, how about this book, Carter? When was the last time you were genuinely excited for an AEW show? <laughs> um <Herman. laughs> Okay. I, I've never been excited for a show. I've been excited for matches. Yeah. Like, you know, seeing the acclaimed win their tag titles. I I was looking forward to that. Um MJF when when I actually didn't mind punk, MJF versus punk. I was looking forward to that. But from a show, no, because AEW also has no idea how to run a show. So and we're gonna talk about that when we get into our segment. That was my biggest takeaway from Dynamite this week is they don't know how to run a television show, and they don't know how to use the talent that they have. And we'll get into that in a minute. But, no, I, I – I, Josh, I've never been excited about an AEW show. I don't blame you. I'll tell you this. For me, too, I, I'm going to agree with you. I've never had one collective show that I'm that excited for. And I, I went to Forbidden Door. <laughs> but I went there as a New Japan fan. But it was all AW to prop up AW, just like it does all the time when we have these joint ventures and these joint, uh, joint uh, pay per view events. Um, I'll tell you, for me, the most I got excited for for an AW show was a match that I got to see in person, which was the first CM Punk and MGF match mm. at the Winter Serena last February. Um, by the way, I think that's probably the best match out of the ones they had. I know everybody wraps up the dog collar match because of uh, because of the blood and the rivalry and stuff like that. But for me, from a wrestling standpoint, that first Punk and NGF match where NGF beat Punk twice in Chicago right. was my favorite one. Um, good. No, I was just going to say, um, actually, let me know when you're done before because I have, I have something, to, a statement I need to make before the next question. Yeah, uh, Sam says here, I was excited for the first time. I that quickly uh, diminished. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, if anybody happens to have, if you're tuning into our show and then happen to have Thursday Night Football on as well, uh, Baker Mayfield is now on the field and is quarterbacking for the Rams on this oh, current wow. drive. Wow. They put in Baker Mayfield. I feel sorry for everybody. <laughs> uh Shout out, by the way, shout out to Adam Daly. I know his Raiders are playing right now, so hopefully they get it done tonight. Um, all right, let's go to the next one here. All right. What is your opinion on William Regal's son, Charlie Dempsey? Well, I'm familiar with him because he had his initial start at XUK. Um, I like what he's doing. Uh, one of the bum- bummers about XUK going to hiatus is the fact that his faction that he was in in XCUK called Die Familia was a very unique group, and he was like the bruiser of the group. And, um, you know, you have your Sack Sabre Juniors of the world and Brian Danielson and stuff like that, but Charlie Dempsey can go in the ring. 
Now, he doesn't have the promos like his dad has, but the presence, the look, how he carries himself in the ring, he's good. But if you could put away, like, the charisma and stuff like that to his side, like, you can really appreciate what he does in that ring because he's, he's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty damn good. And he carries himself like a badass. So uh, I hope we, we see more of him. He was on NXT this past week, and um, I think the future is bright for him. If people give him some time to develop his character and stuff. Right. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Um if somebody was falling out of love with wrestling, how would you try to bring them back? Burkhart, how would you answer this one? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, step one, don't watch AEW. And I know we joke about that, but it's true. Like, if you were falling out of love with wrestling, I would not. It's like, you may see something on Wednesday night. Seriously, don't watch it. Don't watch it. What I would probably say to have them do is encourage them to check out the next WWE pay-per-view, whatever it is. Like, Go and watch, just check out the Royal Rumble. Just go check out WrestleMania and see what you think. And and then maybe that can lead you to the next thing. So, Because um, I, I really like the direction that WWE is taking. I think the Triple H is is starting to right some of the wrongs that Vince Meek Mahan has, uh, did near the end of his, his, his reign. Uh, so I think that, I, that's what I would say, is just step one, don't watch AEW. And, or ROH or any of that stuff. Uh, and I would say just check out a WWE pay-per-view if you can. You know, Spend the five bucks to get Pe- Peacock for a weekend and uh, just check it out. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Well, here's, here's how I look at it. And there was a point I wanted to make in when we get to the WWE stuff that I want to mention, but I'll mention it here because I think it's pertinent to this question. I think you have to ask yourself what's getting you to that point. And ask yourself, what do you want out of wrestling? And I feel too many times, Brother Carter, that, and I think this is a, uh, I think this is something that stems from social media and podcasting and stuff, shows like this and websites, is that we allow too much of our fantasy booking to dictate what's on our screen and what's Mm -hmm. really in front of us as we're watching the shows. We're not really watching it. We're watching it as if we're inspecting the show. That's why I always Mm -hmm. say people have notebooks on their side, but really the notebook is their phone, so they can (laughs) type out their tapes, their instant uh, feedback like that. And I get the the whole thing about communication and having discussion and the platform of social media, but I feel like people allow their fantasy booking and whatever – malign expectations get in the way of what's really logical and really what the shows are and what's being presented. Look, not every show overall SmackDown is going to be great. (laughs) That's what it is. It's weekly television. But again, if if you feel that you're at that point where you can't watch anymore, it's not for you, you're frustrated. I, again, I have to ask yourself, what do you want out of wrestling? And if there's a product out there that, if it's what you like, go and support it. Give sure. New Japan a shot. Go check out Impact. Go check out some other stuff. But I, I hate to say that let one company in your fantasy book and their company get in the way of your enjoyment of the business as a whole. If you enjoy right. wrestling, enjoy wrestling for the stuff that you like. Nobody's telling you how to watch wrestling or what to do with your wrestling. You have to watch it for you and nobody else. And I hate 
that a lot of people in this era, because I, I know people who stopped watching wrestling because of Twitter and Vince McMahon and blah, 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 blah. Like, Vince McMahon should not stop you from watching wrestling. I don't care if you don't like the WWE or not right now. I, I really don't. But that shouldn't stop you from watching wrestling. So that's my thoughts on it. Nice. You know what I mean, well, Carter? Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and in that case, if you and, – and I know we joke about it. I, I personally wouldn't watch AEW, as you know. But maybe yeah. even give it a shot. Maybe you'll maybe you like – and you'll be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I, I don't know. We'll see. Right. We got four more here. We got some interesting ones here from Sam. Let's rock uh, Yep. Uh, where do you think Bray the Where do you think the Bray Wyatt logo there and Alexa Bliss segments are going? Oh, that's a good question. I really quick. I think they're probably link up with each other, and I'm, I'm all for it. I think that's the most interesting Alexis Bender for the characters. So I see how giddy Bray Carter is about it. So yeah, I think that's where it's going. That's the best character she's ever done. I said that last week, and I, I think that's incredible. I, I definitely think she teased the sister Abigail on Raw this week. So I'm all about it. Let's do it. Yes, sir. All right. Um, next question here on the podcast of Hoots. says, no. top three burgers you ever had. Brad Carl, let you go first. Ooh. Now, are we talking like sit down? Are we talking fast food? Are we talking... Any- any type of burger, my man. Oh, man, I mean, I've I've eaten a lot of burgers. I've eaten <laughs> some really good burgers in my day. Uh, there's a a, a, a southern kind of upscale restaurant chain called Hop Dotties, which yeah. has it's they, they have this thing called the Lano Poblano Burger. It is one of the best burgers I've ever had. It is unbelievable. It's so good. Um, I don't know what they do, but the Lano Poblano at Hop Dotties is really good. If you want something fast, Whataburger is the is the best fast food burger in America. It beats in and out. Um, it absolutely does. Um, so that one was really good. Um, I mean, there's – boy, I've had some really good burgers in my day. I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, boy, you want to jump in here, Josh? Those are the two that come to mind for me. Um, I have one here from Chicago base. It's called All Cheval. The restaurant's mm-hmm. name is Fall. Their burgers there are the best in this city. Um, I had a – when I went to cover WrestleMania in California in uh, for WrestleMania 31, I had this – I forgot the name of the restaurant, but I had a Wagyu burger. Uh, oh, those are the Wagyu – those are good. Yeah, I, yeah, I've had those. Those are excellent. I had one of those uh, the night before WrestleMania uh, that night. It was a Saturday night. I tried that for the first time. Phenomenal, just uh, really, really good stuff. By the way, for me, I never had Whataburger or In and Out. True story, mm, never had those before. <laughs> well, when you, next time you travel to the South or down to Cali, you want to check those out. I'll tell you, Josh, I don't mind the Miller's Pub Burger uh, in Chicago. So I, I've been there. It's, it's not bad. In and Out. Lies. Get out, Sam. That's a complete lie. You, you, okay. Get out. That's incorrect. It's not get out. It's get a h t. Get out. Get out. That's right. Yeah. Get out. Absolutely not. not. No. What other sure. burgers like stand out to be? Um, it's hard. You I mean, know, I had, the Cheesecake Factory. I thought had some really? decent. You know, the times I've been there. Um, mm-hmm. Check that 
Uh, let's see. Golly, like I said, I've had so many good ones. It's it's hard to. Yeah, I'll keep thinking of it. So, something will come to my mind as as I. I think honestly, really for me, the one that really stands out from just from a local point of view is Oshaval, um or Small Cheval. They have different brands of the restaurant in Chicago. It's very very Got good. Um, but hey, Chicago has a lot of lot of great food, a lot of different places. <laughs> so you got. Uh, I can't be picky with the choices that we have here in the city. That's one of the charms of Chicago, outside of the gun violence, of course. Um, <laughs> right. You have some good food in Chicago, I will say. There's some excellent yes. food in Chicago, I must say. There's a place I'm going to show you when I, uh, the next time you come here. There's a place called the uh, Chicago Cut. It's uh, okay. a seafood um, steak type of place. It's downtown. It's, okay. Some pretty good stuff there. Um, all right. Oh, like all right. Next question. <laughs> this is the one I've been waiting to tell you. Since we are in the holiday season, <laughs> Sam has this question for me and you. What does Tony Khan put on his list to Santa? Trios matches featuring the elite. <laughs> Trampoline wrestling. Um, blood. Guts. Um, drugs. Big, I- <laughs> big there you go. <laughs> it's right there. Oh God! I, I, I Nick Gage, the the fucking pizza guy, flipping the pizza up in the air. Uh, I, I'll tell you this: here's one. We'll have um, Hikaru Shida against Britt Baker as a main event of Rampage for the arena. What's the name of the title they were promoting on Dime? I, just I don't. I, I don't care. I, I don't know. I don't. Tina D Wave Championship. <laughs> I don't. I don't oh, care. I, I do. How about this one? Pockets. How about this? MJF versus Pockets as the main event of Revolution. There you go. That's that's one right there. <laughs> I I sort of got. I will. I, I this is a guarantee here. I don't make promises this much or get, uh, guarantees on this. If Pockets is the one to take the title off of MJF, I will not cover and I will not watch another episode or show from AEW. That is a guarantee you heard right here on Hoops Podcast. If Pockets is the one to dethrone MJF, Josh, I think it, that will officially put the bow on this segment because we were like, there it is. Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Good question, Sam. I like that. What about this uh, A three-hour three-hour pay-per-view special on TV with no commercials and they're all, like you said, they're all trios matches. You get House <laughs> Torture for New Japan. You get, it's just trio matches of every different company they have, like, working relationships with, so you get a whole bunch of random fa- factions, and they all have run-ins and afterbirth brawls and this and that. Um, I know another one. Um, a Aubrey Edwards 30-minute promo. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I know uh, Tony would like that one. Uh, referee Tony S. I think he would like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again, well, it's, and again, it's just whatever kind of blood, just blood, what or 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 smashing people through tables or throwing people off stages or yeah. sideshow stunts like Darby Allen. 
Yeah, Chris Jericho versus Kashi. Uh, no, let me get this right. Chris Jericho gets Hiroshi Tanahashi in a Mimosa Mayhem match. <laughs> Josh, you got that graphic you may want to put up real quick. Yes, I do. Yeah, you got the graphic we can see real quick. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got Kenny Olivier and Dan Housen in an Iron Man match, a 60-minute Iron Man match. <laughs> you got knocking, knocking the fuck off, and Alex Abrahantes is the tag team champions. How, how about this for uh, a, a main event of Rampage? You got Brandon Cutlet against uh, Tarzan Girl. In a tables, ladder, and chairs match. Oh my God. <laughs> I was gonna say um, Cutlet versus Dan Clausen in a. Oh God! I don't know. Is, I, is it bad a, enough? That, is it bad enough feet? that a, a Brandy Cutlet Peter Avalon match on Dark a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> I didn't see. I, I don't watch Dark. I don't. I don't. Uh, you're not missing much. much. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's a great one from Sam. And then last question for the podcast this week. How do you know when you've had enough and have to put the you have to put down the laptop for a while? That's a good question. Ooh. I it's so funny, Sam, that you bring that question up because I've been I've actually been forcing myself to do that a lot less because there'll be times where I'm just sitting on winding and I'm watching YouTube videos and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, it's like eleven thirty. I gotta go to bed. So I don't know, man. I, I might need to start putting timers on things. Like I've got on my phone, I've set up uh, app limits on certain apps to like, if I'm, if I find myself just endlessly scrolling, I'm like, okay, I got to limit my time on this because I can't just sit there. So I think time limits is a great way to do it to just force yourself to be like, Hey, you can't, you can't be on YouTube for an hour. You can't be on Facebook for an hour, you know, just, so I think that that's a great thing that they're doing. Um, also kind of, they, they have this thing called fo- uh, focuses. I don't know if you've seen this, Josh, if you know about focuses. Um, yeah. That's another great, yeah, another thing that, that Apple does. And I've got a focus programmed for work. I've got a focus programmed for personal stuff. Um, like I've got my do not disturb on right now. So I'm not constantly getting texts and stuff like that while I'm recording. There's a couple things I monitor just in case, in case the waterfall, you know, needs to get a hold of me for whatever reason. I have to keep that one on because that's important. Um, Very important. <clears throat> Yes. So, um, but no, I think for me, um, s- knowing what, like, I guess just setting limits for yourself. And then when those yeah. limit hits, staying true to them and having the integrity, one of the three eyes, the integrity to, um, to just say, you know what, I'm good. I'm going to just get off this for a while. Right. Um, man, it, it's a bouncing act, of course, for, for my head too, because, uh, my main line of work involves a laptop so uh i think about putting this to the side like recording the show and editing and stuff like that i put that towards the side i spent around collectively around 65 hours a week of uh transcribing shows now it's not just the hours of the show when it's airing live it's uh the process of making the outlines for the transcripts where before every show, I make an outline, just like a format of what the matches are and what I want the article to look like. So it's easy for me to go. I can like type the match under what under what other match I have highlighted. So that's how I kind of format the transcripts. And um, there's research. I had to do the due diligence of fighting the win loss records. 
<laughs> for AEW performers because this is supposed to be a sports-based wrestling <laughs> company. So there's really a lot that goes into my week when it comes to the transcripts. And I get around 65 hours a week. Wow. And covering 18 shows a week, uh, roughly. Mm. And um, I think for me... Working from home is a good thing, and I'm very fortunate for that, and I'm very, very happy right now in my life. I'm like, I feel as probably as peace I've been in a very, very long time. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm professionally satisfied or anything like that, Burkhardt, because I feel like I could be doing a lot of bigger stuff on a bigger level, but Mm -hmm. I know... I know the future is looking good for me and I'm really happy with the work I'm putting on. I'm very uh, grateful and excited for the success we're having here with the show, of course. And, you know, I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like I can't let what my goals are get in the way of what's really happening in front of me and that whatever does come my way, I'll earn it. And I know I'm going to reach my goals because I'm putting the work into it. So it's a balancing act, too. There, there's times where I feel burnt out and I don't want to do NWA USA Saturday morning when i like doing four shows on a Friday night sometimes, you know, impact and their wisdoms like, oh, hey, let's start doing pay-per-views on Friday. So we have Impact and SmackDown and Level Up and Rampage and like it, it, it gets it gets to me sometimes. Um, so if if I don't have a pay per view on a Sunday or something like that, I put it down. But I like you. I've been trying to modify um, people's access to me mm-hmm. in some ways. Like I don't really use my phone until I go to sleep. Mm. I put it in my kitchen and charge for most of the day. Okay. I don't use it. I don't look at it. Um, and yeah, that that could get in the way. Some people try to get in contact with me, calling and texting and stuff like that. I'm not the greatest at getting back sometimes, but I do eventually do reach out. But for me, I feel like the constant need of me looking at my phone every five minutes really is not beneficial to me, and it's really helped me like clear my head out of stuff that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. And this is the thing too, like. I'm not- <clears throat> I'm not tied down in a relationship that's stressing me out. I have no kids, (laughs) you know, like I can focus on what I need to focus on, but there are times in between where I just need to like zone out. So, okay, I'll do a new Japan show in the morning that takes four and a half hours. And then I just put my computer down and may take a nap sometimes during the week. Hey, taking naps is not a bad thing, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. (laughs) Whatever your work schedule is, if you could take a 45-minute nap during the day, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. Now, yeah, I work from home, so it's not like – I hate I hate that stupid argument. Oh, it's not a real job unless you get out of your house. It's a nine-to-five thing. I just think that's bullshit. No, the, the, the world is – the world is changing and people shouldn't realize that you can work from home. I mean, COVID certainly taught us that. You can work from home. And if that's where you work best, then stay there. That's fine. Yeah, and look, I'm – I'm doing what I want to do and I'm doing what I'm good at and nobody can take that away from me. Okay. I'm not working eight to five at a place that I don't want to be at, you know, for 70 hours a week. And okay. Guess what? I I'll make God knows what, like 50, 60,000 at a 
Home Depot or whatever type of shop like that. Let's say I'm working there, right? Am I happy? Is my mental health in a good place? Mm-hmm. Am I making the most of my time? Am I really in a good place? No. <laughs> like how we measure money and our time and how we use it, it's not mutually exclusive. I think people lose sight of that. Yeah, money's great. But what about your mental health? Right. What about your ha- happiness? You got to find that balance in between. So even for me, I, I, I get burned out sometimes, but I have to make sure that before I go to sleep, I listen to at least 90 minutes of music and it's zone out. I like it. Yeah. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Great questions this week, Sam. Thank you very much. And just, just say great questions. to Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Sam, for the questions. For everybody, if you would like to be on the Hoots Podcast with your question, don't be afraid to get in touch with us at thehootspodcast at gmail.com. You can also take either one of us on social media with your questions that you may have. Josh at, of course, the Hoots Podcast and myself at Derek Stout. And we would love to get your questions on the air. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our main event segment, we're going to do a little combo platter here. We're going to briefly go over some stuff in WWE that's going on. And we're also going to make some football talk in here. So I wanted to switch things up. Usually, you know, our big part of the show is answering the questions. But before we get to our main event stuff, uh, I just want to ask about just have some random, just like, let's blare out a bunch of dots before AW and just have some fun with it. You ready? Let's hear it. Let's do it. All right. Aside from this week in WWE, uh, we mentioned the return of Tegan Knox on this past Friday SmackDown. Speaking of SmackDown, I want to give a shout out to Ricochet and Santos Escobar who yes. put on a absolute barn burner in the finals of the SmackDown World Cup. Uh, Bert Carr, what was your thoughts on that? Did you get to see that match? I did get to see that match, and I thought it was excellent. Um, I think that's I'm really glad <clears throat> that uh, Legato Fant- Del Fantasma is getting their opportunity on the main roster. I think that pairing with the pairing with Zelina Vega is perfect. I think that's a really good fit um, for, for everybody involved in that faction. Um, and of course we all know what Ricochet can do. Um, I hope he gets more opportunities like that. His match versus Gunther is going to be great. By the way, can we also give a shout out to Samantha Irvin as uh, the ring announcer? My God, she's fantastic um, as a ring announcer. And also the, her waterfall game is also quite excellent. Yes. So, so, um, but no, I, I thought that was great. Um, great to see Tegan Knox back. Um, so, so, yeah, really, really good episode of SmackDown this week. I enjoyed it. And tomorrow night, we got the Usos against the Brawling Brutes for the uh, SmackDown, uh, for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Yep. We had a big discussion last week about the state of the bloodline. I thought that was really good listening back to the show this week. I thought it was mm-hmm. uh, very interesting. We talked about a lot of different things of what could happen with the Rumble and stuff like that. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be. Uh, the Usos against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, but they announced on Raw that Drew's dealing with a medical issue right now, so he's right. be out of uh, competition. So our thoughts go out to uh, Drew McIntyre. Hopefully, he can come back on TV soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing from SmackDown that caught my eye was that uh, Karrion Cross is gonna go after Rey Mysterio. Yeah, and I... can y'all leave Rey alone? <laughs> can you let the guy breathe before the holidays? He's whooped on Thanksgiving, and now he's got James Cross going to send him to the gulags. <laughs> Holiday is going to be a tough time for Ray because you know, if, you know, if he tries to, if Dom tries to bring Rhea around for Christmas, that could be, you know, that'll be a 
interesting way to ring in the new year there. Um, what is it? December to dismember? Isn't that what that might end up turning into? <laughs> what a brutal pay-per-view that was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that was um, – yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by that pairing and just kind of that clashing of styles. Um, I think that could be interesting. Uh, shout out to Jamie Noble, who's having his last wrestling match coming up on Sunday. I saw this clip put out on Twitter earlier today. Uh, it's going to be at a WWE live event in uh, uh, Charlottesville, West Virginia, I believe. Okay. Charlottesville, West Virginia. So uh, shout out to Jamie Noble, who had a really good career. And uh, for what I know, is really uh, big on the Seth Rollins uh, produce. He's, he's a backstage producer, so he's really big on the Seth Rollins matches. So shout out to Jamie Noble. Hey, can't, can't forget about J&J Security. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh man, what times that was! I got a question for you. Yes. Um, so we had for Raw, we had uh, two uh, triple threat match to terminate big time number one contenders match for uh, the Raw Women's title coming up on Monday, right? So yes, we had uh, Bailey win her first match and Alexa Bliss. So it's going to be Bailey and Alexa Bliss. How you thought about how both of those matches went on Monday? What was your thoughts on that? And uh, I I thought it was kind of unique to do it this way instead of having another goddamn tournament that goes nowhere. Well, so, it, go. it, what I was going to say, and, and I'm just glad they didn't do this because I and I think I've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. In the last couple months, like you would see on SmackDown, we're running a six pack challenge to find a contender. Great, they have their match. We're running a six pack challenge to fight. Like they just kept going to that well over and over again. So, no, I like this idea of, of them of them doing it this way. I like the idea of um, Bianca versus sorry Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I think that's going to be great. I do think Alexa Bliss is going to get her opportunity at the Raw Women's Championship. I'm looking forward to that. But no, I know I was I was happy at how this went together. Um, yeah, I just I'm excited for Alexa Bliss, and I and I really hope that this leads to the return of the fiend character. And, and I don't know if that works in conjunction with Bray Wyatt doing his thing with LA Knight, and they're going to both emerge at the same time. I don't know, but I love the little teases. I think it's, I think it's just great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's lining up. Like we mentioned before, there was a reason why Oscar and Alexa Bliss was hanging around with Bianca for so long. Like you got to get to a certain point. I don't think the change for damage control wasn't going to happen. until Becky came back. So, right. Here's Becky. She's back. Becky's probably going to cost Bailey the match. Mm-hmm. Damage control costing her her match uh, in the main event of Raw this past Monday. So it's all it's all lining up in their own way. That's why I talk about it's a week to week show for a reason. So like you you're not going to get an answer why this is happening this week. It's going to happen sooner or later. But but yeah. they at the same time they continue to revisit those stories every week. So you actually remember. What happened the week before? Unlike on yeah. other programs where they just yeah. expect you to kind of know what's happening. Yeah, like Ricky Starks has his long feud with Powerhouse Hobbs, and he's off of TV for a while. Then boom! Oh, here's Ricky Starks. He's a number one contender. We'll <laughs> get to where we're going like, to get to that. I, we're going to talk about that later. I <laughs> have thoughts about that, but uh, <laughs> by the way, Josh, um, switching gears on Raw. Yeah. I was. I, it was really cool for me to see Solo Sokoa pay tribute to Umaga um, in his beatdown of Matt Riddle with the Samoan Spike and all that stuff. I thought that was really cool. Well, I saw that uh, Umaga's uh, son uh, is trading um, yep. Booker T's uh, reality of wrestling in Houston, yep. so I thought that was pretty cool. 
I always loved Umaga. It's a shame he he's another one that passed away way too young. So yeah, I man. Umaga. Um, yeah. But also Armando Alejandro Estrada. Yes. No, oh. <laughs> dude, I um, loved I loved him. I loved Armando Alejandro Estrada. He was great. Um, we had um, announced for next Monday as well as Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley in a number one contenders match. Now, here's the deal. I don't know where this is going to happen. I don't know if this is going to be the first whoever wins the match gets the match either on the last Raw of 2022 or the first one or the 30th anniversary show. Hey, by the way, we got the 30th anniversary of Raw coming up soon, so God knows what's going to happen on that show. By the way, do you have The Rock show up at that show? Do you have Cody Rose make his return at that show? Ooh. The 30th anniversary is in Philly. I think they're going to bring out some big people on that show. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm out of the loop, Brother Carter, on rumors and stuff like that. So I don't know what's going on. We haven't really, <laughs> we haven't really seen anything on the on the dirt sheet rumblings as well. But I got to imagine you'll have like Stone Cold will come out and do his thing. I hope you'll. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. He should come out and oh, he should come out and stun Triple H, just kind of as like a. So you're in charge now, yeah. Well, this is how we do things around here, and give him the stunner. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. I'm no, in charge. Him <laughs> and there's one other. There's one other person that has to get stunned on the 30th edition of Raw. You know who it is, right? Yes. <laughs> Saxton, ha- Saxton has to get stunned. Oh, Saxton again? <laughs> I feel so bad for him. I'm at, I'm at, uh, I'm at Jerry World, right? And they, they just uh-huh. finished the Owens uh, match with Snow Cold, right? Pretty cool moment. And then they bring, bring, he brings Byron Saxton into the ring and stuns him after the match. I'm like, come on, man. They ain't right. Now, Saxton <laughs> has to get stunned. I think they should bring up Pat McAfee, and McAfee should get stunned. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I think Triple H should get stunnered, but now I, I, that's that that's going to be a great thing. Uh, I, me personally, I'd save Cody for a Royal Rumble, but I could see Rock coming out and confronting Roman Reigns and maybe setting a teaser up for their match. That'd be a pretty big deal there to have it yeah. start. Yeah, that'd be a pretty big deal. You know who should be stunned? Dominic. Oh, oh Dominic should get stunned. That would Think be about the pop there. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That'd be great. Uh, I just love seeing Saxton get stunned. Anytime Saxton gets stunned, it's, it always makes me happy. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to briefly go over some topics really quick there for WWE. I'm yeah. going to talk about the, this pay-per-view, and then we're going to get uh, into some football here. Um, right. We got NXT deadline coming up on Saturday at the Performance Center. Speaking of news and stuff, uh, they announced earlier this week that NXT is going on the road next year in 2023. They're having their NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day uh, taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina. Let me take a quick swig of water there without saying this. Uh, yeah, Vengeance is going to be taking place in February at the arena where the uh, Charlotte Hornets play. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it's uh, a cool deal that they're uh, going out the road, and I think it's going to be a pretty cool deal. So here's the card coming up on Saturday uh, at Peacock, of course. Um, 
We have five matches on this show. Let me go over the rules really quick of this Iron Survivor Challenge match in case any of you guys are out of loop or don't know what the hell I'm talking about here. Uh, it goes like this. So basically, two wrestlers start the match, and every five minutes, another wrestler enters until all five participants are present. After the last wrestler enters, there is a predetermined time limit. Each time a wrestler scores a pinfall submission or being the victim of a disqualification, they gain a point. A wrestler whose pin submitted or is disqualified goes into a penalty box for 90 seconds. The winner of the match is the wrestler who scores the most points at the end of the time limit, just like any other uh, Ironman match. The winners of the men's and women's matches become the number one contenders for the NXT Championship and the NXT Women's Championship, respectively. So those are the rules of how the Iron Survivor Challenge matches go. Uh, here's the card for uh, Saturday. I think it's going to be a very good show. We have Alba Fire, a.k.a. Kaylee Ray, against one of my favorites from NXT UK, Isla Dawn. Um, how about this, bro, Carter? Announced on Tuesday, we have Pretty Deadly putting their NXT Tag Team titles on the line against the Day of the New. <laughs> Well, that so we got be fun. Yeah, we got Pretty Deadly, who's a fantastic tag team against the Day of the New. That's going to be uh, fantastic. And then coming up there, we have Braun Breaker putting his XC title on the line against Apollo Crews. Uh, that's oh, that'd be good. a very good match. Um, and then we got the two uh, deadline matches, the Iron Survivors match. So here's the women's one. We got Cora Jade. Roxanne Perez, who's been a rising star in NXT that a lot of people enjoy. Uh, Kiana James, Indy Hartwell, and Zoe Stark. That's the women's match. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I got Cora G winning that match. Um, the men's match, how about this field? We got Carmelo Hayes, Jordan Devlin, a.k.a. J.D. McDonough, uh, Grayson Waller, uh, everybody's favorite troll in NXT, Joe Gacy, and Axiom. Axiom is a, a mask luchador guy that does like a lot of quick submission moves and stuff. Like he's, he's pretty good in the ring, I'll say that. I'm not really all for like the 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 tumbling routines and the spot monkeys for Carter, but I give an exception to Axiom. He's pretty good at it. So <laughs> um I got Carmel Hayes winning that match for the um, Iron Survivor Challenge match. And, hey, it's a cool concept. So basically whoever wins these two matches will be the number one contender. For Mandy Rose and whoever wins the Braun Breaker and Paul Cruz match, that'll go into 2023, and it should be a good, good pay per view. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. Hey, uh, by the way, Josh, uh, go, I, I forgot one thing from Raw um, that I forgot I wanted to mention, and I completely forgot about this. It slipped my mind. Um, it was cool to see Dolph Ziggler come back, and I'm looking forward to seeing his feud. What they're gonna do with him and Austin Theory, and maybe even Mustafa Ali going forward. I think that could be really great. I saw that. I, I figured that was the tie-in of why he attacked him because I, wasn't that when Austin Theory had that like he like snapped on everybody that one Raw after I think so yeah then he, he laid out Ziggler so right but we'll see uh, so anyways not sorry be, I just wanted to get that in there real fast that be said uh, Roman yep let's throw up the yes. ones throw up the ones <laughs> always you, he is you mentioned the Ricochet Gunther match. That match is taking place here in Chicago. We have a double taping. It's going to be the 16th and the day before Christmas Eve episode is going to be taped in Chicago. I don't know if I'm going to see that one yet, Brother Carter, but yeah, Gunther and Ricochet is going to go down here uh, at the Rosemont Horizon. <laughs> do, you, do, you think, do you 
you think your fans will try to hijack the show and put themselves over? Hopefully not. You, you know it would be a good uh, Christmas treat to me? Roman Reigns cuts a promo and CM Punk comes out. No, you stop. You that shut be, it. No, you, no, you no. Ooh. Ooh. No. That roof was you well know, off the place. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> but you know when Reigns comes out, when Reigns comes out, you know Chicago is going to start with the CM Punk chance. Yeah. Well, Chicago likes Roman too, so it's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic. <laughs> it should be a fun show. Um, all right. Before we get to our main event, Brother Carter, yes. I did promise I, we missed on this last week, but I do okay. want to talk about some football. We Let's are getting close. <laughs> We're getting close to the uh, playoffs here. And we are. We have the Rams and the uh, Raiders putting everybody to sleep on Amazon Prime right now. What's the score as we speak? <laughs> It is court. It is currently thirteen three for the Raiders. Raiders are up thirteen to three. The Raiders are up thirteen to three against the Rams. Okay, um, with uh, Baker Mayfield at the helm. Who who scored the touchdown? Uh, Josh Jacobs uh, got the rushing touchdown. I know. I have him. I know. I have him in one of my leagues too. I know. So that's. Well, really I, don't good. Have, I don't have him on fantasy. You know how Pat McAfee does like those Betty things, or you like. <laughs> Yeah. You do those that you can get answered to win money. I got one for Josh Jacobs anytime. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. No, that's a good choice. Um, but yeah, no, he's got so he's got one, and then um, but apparently I'm, I've been scrolling here. Apparently Mayfield's been throwing some dimes though. So, Ooh. who knows? So we'll Baker, see. But uh, those don't match well. Baker Mayfield and dimes. That doesn't seem right. Oh, that's right? true. <laughs> I, yeah, well. But um. But yeah, so that's this is this is why we record on Thursday nights now, so that you have an alternative to Thursday night football. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for Al Michaels. He's like, man, this is what I get. These are the games you offer me. <laughs> I guess for him, he's not as cranky. He doesn't have to leave his house on the weekends anymore. I guess that's not it's not all too bad. Hey, but they got they got the Rams. Uh, they're it's in LA, right? It's at in, so yeah, far. It's in SoFi. Yep. Man. So fly and so fly. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that WrestleMania stage is gonna look. Uh oh, it's gonna be awesome, I bet. You know they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna show out in Hollywood. Yeah. There was some big news, man. Uh Bob Miller tore his ACL. Oh, that sucked. Man, and, and they, they brought him in to try to to help him win a chip, and that sucks. That's a huge loss for the Bills. To tear your ACL just for a freaking Thanksgiving game—it sucks. I, I, I don't. I get it's tradition and stuff like that, but if you have big time stars like that in your roster, you should not play them. Uh, that's I, just my well. I mean, it's 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 hard. Um, it's hard. I mean, yeah, you you say that, but anybody can get hurt at any time. Look at Lamar Jackson. Like the injuries killed. I'll just say, Josh, injuries killed me in fantasy football last week. You had Lamar go down. Um, yeah. Jalen Waddle went down. Um, I, I had Hayden Hurst in one of my lineups. He went down. So it's just like you never know when an injury is going to happen. It just happens. Well, yeah. what about this? So you brought up Lamar. I'll tell you, man, for a guy who's looking for the bag and all that, he's not been living Dude. up. Man. I, was I know he's thinking, injured, but I'm going to be honest. He's not worth what he's looking for right now. I'm just saying he's, that right he's, now. He has not looked good over these last few weeks, for sure. 
And like, I remember at the beginning of the year, he was balling out. Like he was just six touchdowns, five touchdowns, all these rushing yards. And I was like, pay this man. And a lot of people were saying, pay this man. But now, now I don't know if it's that he's just, maybe he's kind of, I don't know. Is he like doing this because he's not getting paid? I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't think put, so. Somebody got to put an APV out for him. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so no kidding. I mean, yeah, that was I, – I, I've agreed. He's been kind of a bust. I still think no more – there's been no more bigger bust this year, though, than Kyle Pitts, man. Kyle Pitts is the biggest bust in fantasy football history. So, just saying. Yeah, I'm speaking of saying. Atlanta, speaking of Atlanta, they got their uh, rookie quarterback starting out for the rest of the year. I saw that. That's been written. Oh, are, they, are they not doing – are they not having Mariota start? Nope. Oh. Interesting. I didn't know that. Okay, that should be good. Um, yeah, the Death Ritter show, if you will. <laughs> okay. He was good. He was a good college quarterback, too. I'll tell you, man, who I'm – by the way, I got to give a shout-out to shout out to Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. He came in for the 49ers after Jimmy G went down with a season-ending injury. By the way, hope Jimmy G gets better soon. Um, yep. We'll see him again next year. Because, man, what, what, a, what a year for the 49ers. Trey Lance goes down week two with a season-ending injury. Now Jimmy G is out for the rest of the season. Here comes Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, and he played a pretty good game. A pretty yeah. good game, if you will. Pardon the pun. <laughs> but, uh, he played really well. Dude, watch out for the 49ers. If Purdy is can figure this stuff out, they could all of a sudden become a threat out of the NFC. Look out. I don't know. Something inside me wants like Mitch to go to the front office and be like, release me now. <laughs> Just for him to go to San Francisco, I think that'd be pretty cool if he just like came in like a couple weeks out before the season, and he doesn't have to do much. Just got to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey and let the defense do what they got to do. <laughs> it's not or asking Debo, or Debo or the Brandon Ayuk. I mean, they've got weapons. Juwan Johnson starting to play really well. I mean, they've got or Juwan Jennings, excuse me. Um, George Kittle's still around. Kittle's doing all right. Yeah, he he's kind of falling off a little bit. Kittle's kind of. Yeah, he's got the injury bug, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I still think, though, to me, the, the 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 team, though, that's laughing their asses off right now more than anybody is the Seattle Seahawks because they managed to get rid of Russell Wilson <laughs> to the Denver Broncos. Yep. And, oh, my God, what a dumpster fire we got here in Denver. Woo! It's just, oh, good Lord, it's tragic what's happening here right now. Ooh, people are not happy here in this part of the country, Brother Adam. Yeah, but it's not Broncos country, let's ride. It's Broncos country, get the hell out. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Josh, who do you got? If you, if you had to pick your Super Bowl right now, who you got? Um... I'd say this because we have our hashtag, but it, to me, it looks like it's going to be Kansas City and uh, the Eagles. Oh, interesting. Not that I want to see it because I don't, but uh, yeah, it's looking like that. I mean, who knows? Maybe this is a good thing for the Bills that Vaughn got hurt. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You, you never know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I want Buffalo to win the ASC, but I have to see it for myself. Now, I know everybody's getting all excited about uh, Cincinnati, and they've been on a hot streak, but let's look at who they've beaten over the last couple of weeks. 
besides the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Ran through the Steelers, ran through a bunch of scrub teams as well. I mean, <laughs> it's cool yeah, but yeah. true. But dude, Burrow is a stud. Joe Burrow is well, a yeah, stud. I, I have nothing against Joe Burrow. I think I think he's pretty cool. I, he, he doesn't come off as a a douche canoe like Zach Wilson, so he gets a, a pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I like that. But um, this is, because Zach Wilson banged somebody's mom doesn't give me does I don't give him more street points because of that. I mean, anybody could uh, partake in milf waterfall, if you will. <laughs> Um, uh, here's my thing for football I wanted to mention. Okay, sorry. I know there's good people out there who are gonna say it. You know the Packers can get the final uh wild card spot. You know that, right? Yeah, with what? The only thing the Packers are good for this these these days are beating the Bears. So what? That's all they can do is beat the Bears. Hell, even the fucking Lions beat the Packers this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crunch side, Aaron Rodgers is going to go on a seven-game winning streak, and they're going to be in the NC title game. My ass. No. They've got one weapon, Josh, and it's not Aaron Rodgers. They have Christian Watson, a rookie. That's their one weapon. They got two I weapons. Mean, they got Christian Watson and they got the referees. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. Too. Yeah, well, that's true too. But uh, besides that, who do they got? Nobody. I mean, you're telling me AJ Dillon? No, he's he's mid. Um, yeah. Alan Lazard is mid. Um, I, who do they have? Uh, I don't even know who they got. Robert Tanyan, he's mid. Aaron Rodgers is mid. I mean, give me a break. No, no, the Packers are not. They're not making the playoffs. Yeah, if your claim to fame is that you can beat the Bears, it's like the Yankees. Oh, the Yankees are so great because they beat the fucking Orioles every year, the Blue Jays. Big deal. (laughs) And then they give Aaron Judge $360 million. I saw that the other day. Some of these ridiculous contracts in baseball. Uh, Padres, another mega 10-year signing. It, It went from... Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, uh, Juan Soto for the Nationals last year, that, that big trade and contract, right? And now Alexander Bogart for the Red Sox. Listen to this. 11 years, $298 million. <laughs> and they still haven't won a World Series yet <laughs> in the last three years. I had no idea that TV generated that much revenue because I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm hearing all these giant contracts and I'm like, Who's watching these games? Like it's surely right, exactly. people. At, it ain't people at the stadium because I see I see the games. I'm like, who's going to these games? Like, right. it's got to be TV money. But uh, yeah, I'm I, the base, baseball contracts always astound me when you're seeing these like four hundred million dollar contracts. And I'm just like, where's the money coming from? Right, it ain't from paying. Burkhart, I got a question for you, my man. Yes, I like that. Do you know what time it is? Is it time? Is it time? It's time. Oh, the- ah! Here we go. It's time. Oh, Josh, it's time. It's time for your favorite segment of the week. It's time for my favorite segment of the week. It's time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. It is the question that plagues everybody's minds every single week. What the hell is wrong with a E? 
And we're going to get this bad boy started in a three, a two, a one. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat your meat. Your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. Beat your meat. Beat, beat your meat. I'm telling you, my time is right now. Right this minute, 2022. We're living in my time as now. My time is right. God damn now. It's time for What the Hell is Wrong with AEW. Brought to you by Final Battle? I don't know. Do you say that we can't present it by what? By final battle? I don't know. I. Oh, oh my god, Josh! It is time for your favorite segment. It's time for everybody's segment. It's time for the question we ask every single week. It is what the hell is wrong with AEW, aka what isn't wrong with AEW? And Josh, before we get into things, the theme for me this week with AEW is not necessarily the show itself. Because I actually didn't mind. This was a better episode than most this week. It was good, but it was better. But to me, it highlights just how incompetent Tony Khan is at running a television show or utilizing the talent that he has on his roster, his overpaid talent on his roster. That, to me, highlighted the show. We'll get in a second. But I want to start off with the things, as usual, the things I did like. Uh, from the show this week. Uh, the Battle Royal, I said it just was what it was. I fast-forwarded through the Battle Royal. But then, of course, we get to our weekly... Um, I said this last week, Josh. I think every Wednesday night should be MJF Appreciation Night um, because that was this was just phenomenal. Um, I thought his promo was great. But, Josh, how the fuck has AEW not let Ricky Starks be on television and be in a main event segment up until now? How? Yeah, oh, thank you. Yes, I forgot because of the, really every time I ask a question, you should just put the graphic up because it just Josh, this was Ricky Starks was fantastic in this. I thought this was tremendous. Ricky Starks went toe to toe with MJF and held his own. I thought this was great. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I really did like the send off with William Regal. I think we'll talk about that here in a minute. And of course, the I thought the Acclaim and FTR had a good match. I thought that it was a little bit rushed at the end because, again, this is just Tony Khan not knowing how to format a television program and be like, oh, by the way, you all have 30 seconds. What? And then we have to get to promote a match that probably should have been promoted for the last two months with talent involved. But that's just me. But uh, that's what I liked about the show. What, what did you like this week, Josh? Um, besides my weekly comment, which is – the the eight fifty nine uh fifty nine part where it still goes out the air. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. I, I I really like the MGF and Ricky Stark segment. Um 
I like the fact that they were able to have the full length segment after that uh, elevation battle royal was done and over with. Uh, we'll get to that in just a couple minutes, but I, I thought everything that they said really hit the mark and what they needed to address. Um, I think for me, though, the back of my head is just some of the the way we got to this, and just like for me, I rarely ever talk about booking from any wrestling show, but. It was just hitting you in the face, this whole episode of Dynamite, of how ass-backward their organization is, their booking philosophies, how they get to certain programs and stuff like that. It was just really smacking me in my face. Like, I really ever get on a bind about booking, because that's really something I really don't care about the other day. But it, it was just, like, stupid, like, a lot of the stuff that we saw on the show last night. Like, don't get me wrong, like, I liked uh, most of the part of the match is Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. I thought that's probably Joe's best match at AEW so far. Uh, but did it really matter? That's not really setting the bar. That's not really setting the bar very high. <laughs> that, that's the. I guess you could call it the low hanging fruit, but it's the truth. There's, we're not reaching the high bar of stuff that's good on this program every week in this promotion. No, it's like you got to pull out teeth just to find something good on the show. By the way, Josh, have you noticed that it's always the same two things every single week that we enjoy and nothing else? Yeah. MJF <laughs> segments. Yep. And the acclaimed. That's it. Yeah, after that, everything goes down. Correct. This, this is Correct. Big so. fall down. <laughs> okay. All right, Josh, let's get into the shit because, oh, boy, is there a lot of shit. Do you want to say anything about the Battle Royal? To me, this was just another generic Battle Royal. I don't really care about it. Yeah, It's fine. Um, I'll look at this. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. Please. Yeah. So we had the gimmick Seamus for the Burnham Burnham uh, Battle Royal for the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. We had Ricky Starks. What? Jack Perry. What? what? Rockets. Ethan Page. Matt Hardy. What? Brian what? Cage. What? Dalton, Dalton what? Castle. Who? What? The Butcher, Dustin Rhodes, oh Lee Moriarty, Ties New Roman Font, and Sean Dean. By the way, I, I told Brett Hard this last night. You know, it's this is the only thing I'll say for the bad road, because this was all more to prop up not only the FGF freaking starts match, but we got TK's golden boy, Pockets. Yes, we need to showcase him and the AW All Mid Championship. So basically, we're getting into a program with Pockets and Ty's New Roman Fought. When Ty's New Roman Fought is more interesting than Pockets on your programming, we got a problem. Okay? <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, I, I don't think nothing wrong with seeing Penelope Ford on my TV screens, but for this, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> you remember that? Remember that feud Pockets had with Miro? No. No game feud. I'd forgotten about that, Josh. Why why do you have to bring up these tragic things? Why do you have to make me relive these awful memories? Oh, my God. I learned my performance advice. Yeah, you may (laughs) fail your evaluation this week, Josh. I, I may have to host the show next week just to show you how it's done. Uh, in fact, if you keep this nonsense up, I may have to host the show this week. You have to bring I in have top tier talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... you got to bring in top tier talent. Yes. Uh, anyways. <laughs> what, what, what we got next? Okay, week? let's go on. Okay, so Josh, 
I am convinced now. Um, I have been saying for a long time, I thought that Darby Allen had potential. I thought that Darby Allen had a future. I thought maybe he could be salvaged. Maybe they could do something with him because I think he has a good look. I think he has potential. Josh, I am now out on Darby Allen. I've had enough. Oh, no. I've had enough enough of Darby Allen. Um, It's very obvious to me he wants to be nothing more than a stunt show performer. Did you see some of the bumps he took? Like, willingly took with Samoa Joe? Like, he willingly threw himself as hard as he could on the concrete floor, let himself get his head bashed into everything. Somebody is going to mistime something, and it's going to break his neck, and his career is going to be over before it gets even started. So yep. I, I I don't care about Darby Allen anymore. It's clear that he has no respect for the business. I'm done with Darby Allen. And then getting into Samoa Joe, Josh, I can't believe what I'm about to say. And right. this may be blasphemous. This may be this may be I'm gonna give you a hot take and I may get some heat for this, and that's fine. Josh, Samoa Joe is mid. He has become mid in AEW. Wow. <laughs> Am I wrong? I can't say you're wrong. <laughs> Look what Samoa Joe has done since joining the company. He's been he they've made him the in AEW his highlight is winning the ROH television championship in AEW that's the highlight and now he's the TNT champ he calls himself the king of televisions he had a random ass heel turn for some reason he's in a meaningless feud with perhaps the most downward spiraled professional wrestler in history Josh Samoa Joe is mid Here's my question back to you. If Samoa Joe is mid, then what the hell is Wardlow? Wardlow is like... um, uh, Wardlow is like... um, You know how their show is called uh, Full Gear? Their last one was Pull Gear? He's like... Wardlow is like two droplets in the bottom of the glass gear. That's what Wardlow is at this point. (laughs) He is worthless. They have managed I, to get. <clears throat> Go ahead. I was going to say I do have an extra bit impression lined up later as we. Yeah, go yeah I can't wait for that. But, um, <laughs> Josh, do you do you have anything you want to add uh, with that segment there? Or? No, I, I can't. It goes back to the booking stuff. It's like okay, no. so Mojo is going to ha- fight Juice Robinson at Final Battle on Saturday. Juice is not in the show. No interaction whatsoever. And Warlow just comes in for the. It's, it's like playing a video game on uh, 2K, uh, WWE uh, 2K, right? And match happens, and then somebody just runs into the ring after every match, like on Universal. Right. That's like what I'm watching as, as this program goes each week. Active brawls for no reason. And it's just there. Like, again, don't get me wrong. FGF and Ricky Starks had an awesome promo segment. And they'll have a good match next week. But all that for a one-off? Why does Ricky Starks need to be the number one contender right now? Why why are you going to sacrifice a loss of Ricky Starks' record just so you could prop up another WWE guy in Karen Danielson to fight NJF? You see see where I'm coming with this? Yeah. By the way, Josh, have you noticed that the most interesting people in the company right now are not ex-WWE talent? 
or ex New Japan talent. Yeah, what a concept, right? <laughs> it's their own homegrown people that have risen to the MJF, the acclaimed, um, Ricky Starks. They are the most interesting people in AEW right now, and none of them are ex WWE guys. How right. about that? So, I, I yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. So, Josh, to follow that, we got to see Jake Hager and his favorite hat in the ring. That's the storyline, folks. Jake Hager and his favorite hat. <laughs> we should have added him to the. Is he in the graphic? I can't remember. No, he's not. Jericho is. We, got, we gotta put. We gotta put Hager. I almost because yeah. I think I actually think Jungle Boy is salvageable, so I th- I would put Hager in there instead of Jungle Boy in the graphic, but that's just me. Um, so by the way, Josh, in back to back segments, they've managed to make. Listen to this now. Ready? Samoa Joe is now mid. Claudio Castagnoli is now mid. You want to hear a snippet of what's wrong with AW? Please L- listen to this from. The locker room leader, Chris Jericho. Just one second. I got it right here. It initially started out as a deliberate desecration of the legacy of Ring of Honor. Has now led to me becoming the greatest Ring of Honor champion of all time. Oh, the irony. You don't have the belief that you can beat me when it counts and become the Ring of Honor World Champion once again. It's not true. That's why I'm going to beat you at Final Battle. And that's why you are going to have to join the Jericho Appreciated Society of the Claudia. I'm going to tell you this right now. It is going to be the best thing for me. I am looking so forward to taking you under my wing and mentoring you. And most importantly, I am looking so forward to beating you at Final Battle. I'll see you then, Claudio. Oh, honor the Ocho. Okay. All, all honor the delusional jackass. Correct. Go ahead. What did, what did we deserve to have this fucking numbskull, Jake Hager, on our TV screens every week in matches? Giving him a microphone, giving the two dweeds, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, microphones every week. Wheeler useless. All this nonsense. Why in December is the Jericho January 6th appreciators fighting the Blackpool Cuckhole Club? Why is this still a theme? Why is Daniel Garcia fighting Wheeler Utah for the 50th fucking time this year at Final Battle on Saturday? Why is Chris Jericho a Ring of Honor world champion? Why is Claudio Castanoli look worse now than he was in WWE when he's off TV? I, I, uh, I don't know. How man. is this I, benefiting anybody? How, how does it benefit Claudio for joining the, Jer- the Jericho Appreciation Society? How does that help it, him whatsoever? It doesn't because it's it's Tony Khan's fantasy booking and it's trying to, you know, it's trying to appease all of the Internet marks or whatever. I, I don't know. Jo- I, I, Josh, where, what is this? OK, this actually leads to my next point, which I wrote down, which is what exactly has Tony Khan done to promote this pay-per-view? Isn't this a pay-per-view in order to try to make some money? 
Yeah. What has he done to promote this to make me what has Tony Khan done to make me want to purchase this pay-per-view on Saturday? Jack shit. Correct. <laughs> Correct. In fact, well, here's all I need. Well, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Let's carry Let's carry on. Yeah. Um, sit down interview with Jamie Hayter. I don't care. No problem. Yep. Worthless. Um, and then, okay. Okay. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this segues into the women's division. Josh, this six-person tag team match tells you all you need to know about the state of the women's division in AEW. This was awful. This was freaking awful. And you've got in there talent like Madison Rain, Jade Cargill. Um, I the rest the only those are the only two people I care about. I don't think Sky Blues. I I can't see the what's what the deal with her is. I didn't see when did Kira Hogan get kicked out of the baddies? Was that was that supposed to be a a storyline? I missed this. Yeah, it was a rampage deal. Can't okay. miss much. <laughs> no. And then, so you basically have five of the competitors doing their thing. Jade Cardgill, who is obviously the most over in this, comes in, does her thing, and then we get the one, two, three. Also, didn't Bow Wow try to like creep on her about a week ago, and we didn't get a follow up with that? Like, oh, we, we got it. We got it last week. They Bow Wow is bringing somebody to confront Jade Cardgill. Remember, I brought up the whole Sasha Banks stuff. Oh God. Yeah, but wait, but but did they? But they didn't do anything to promote this this week on the show. No, but here's the thing: we got this Jay Cargill undefeated streak for what? For her to lose to a WWE performer? How does that? How does that benefit her? Yeah, so, you know what's going to happen, Sasha Banks. If, if if they sign her, which again I think Sasha Banks is the per- AEW is the perfect landing spot for yeah. Sasha Banks. Um, she's going to come in. She's going to beat Jade Cargill in two minutes and take the TBS title. And then everybody else that's been busting their ass in the company gets to the back of the line because that's Tony Khan's flavor of the month. Yeah. Look how well that's worked out for the flavor of the month, like Athena. Remember when she was going to come in and change the game? Yeah. How's that working out? Um, This match is not good, man. And I'm sorry, Tony. I know you like long competitive matches, but having this match go as long as it did. Not every match needs to go to pitcher and pitcher. And I don't care if it's Dynamite or NXT. Can we get rid of pitcher and pitcher? It does not help the enjoyment of the match. I don't need to see Layla Gray doing AW Dark Elevation and Dark Spots (laughs) during pitcher and pitcher just because you want to have a long competitive match. Trios matches, again, if there's nothing... On the line, and then it serves no purpose. Trios matches should not be going longer than 10 minutes. I don't care what anybody says. Correct. Um, Correct. There's something else I wanted to mention that we uh, forgot to mention because uh, it was the whole William Regal stuff. Oh, we, we did. We, yeah. Let's, um, yeah. Do you want to talk about that, Josh? Because I know you have some thoughts on that. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, look, the, the whole – my issue is not what he said in the promo – it's everything that went into it and everything in between with his departure in AEW. This is another indictment on Tony Khan. And nobody can tell me different. You mean to tell me a guy that has basically been your competitor's right-hand man uh, during the years in NXT. William Regal was Triple H's Pat Patterson. If you have him in your company, 
and not even the calendar year goes by and the guy wants to leave. I don't care whether he wants to go back and hang out with his son or not. That that that's not the issue here. Nobody, uh, you would think William Regal of all people who's been in WWE for all these years, you would think him of all people be like, yeah, I'm away from WWE, the prison, all the stress, all the politics, all the drama. Right? I'm gonna go to the land of no politics and creative control. And you, you, any idea he says yes, there's no no in AEW, right? Right. There's no no. You can do whatever the fuck you want, right? So right. William Regal gets his escape from prison. He goes there and he doesn't even want to be there. Not even for a calendar year. I mean, so Tony Khan not only fucks up CM Punk's return to pro wrestling, you have a guy who could be a major role model in backstage influence, but no, you rather have fucking Chris Jericho be your locker room leader and backstage influencer. Or, or your EVPs, like you brought back the, the Bucks and the Elite. Those are your guys. Instead of one of the greatest wrestling minds in the last, what, 40 years? Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I've heard Jim Cornette talk about this. WWE basically handed AEW the keys to everything. They said, go ahead and take us. Go ahead and become the number one pro wrestling company in the world. Tony Khan said, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It's just, it's just. Uh, it's so stupid. Look, if they did the whole turn of mid-gear, William Regal gets punked out by John Moxley. John Moxley does the whole uh, Scar and Mufasa bit where leave, don't come back, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to see you. He shows up with NGF. NGF turns on him, even though they were just realigned with each other a couple weeks ago. Now he's gone, and we get this pre-recorded clip don't tell me that was from a couple weeks ago. My ass. Right. There was so much Tony Schiavone on this episode of Dynamite last night. <laughs> you can't tell me that backstage with him and Schiavone were, was a couple weeks ago. Right. That's that's nonsense. Right. And oh, oh, I I, I got to give you one last lesson before I go. Like, come on. I mean, I didn't. Issue because wasn't the fucking Blackpool Cuckold Club supposed to be a big entity in AEW? This is one of the worst factions in the history of pro wrestling. Well, Josh, it's not a faction because they're never together. How can you be a faction if you're never together? When was it like you don't see them on TV together every week? How is that a faction? You tell me, man. I, I don't. Ron Carter, you want me to do the X Men impression? Yes, please. And then uh, we'll talk about uh, yeah, do impression. that. And then we have to talk about the end of the show. Yes, <laughs> do your X Men impression. Then we have to talk about the end of the show. And then uh, do you want to do? By the way, do you want to do any quick predictions for Final Battle, or do you care? No, that's my part of the impression. Oh, oh, great. Okay, very good. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Swing of water for the working man, really quick. Yeah, here we go. He's getting his water. He's prepping up. This yeah. is another favorite part of mine of the week is hearing the excrement impression. I can't wait. Go ahead. Coming to you live on Friday on Rampage is Orange Cassidy putting his AEW All-Atlantic Championship online against a competitor of Kip Sabian's choosing. We have the firm's Lee Moriarty and William Morrissey in action. Next, we have Hikaru Shida putting her Regina DeWay Championship against the Bunny in the main event. It's John Moxley taking on Kenosi Takeshita. 
Then on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on pay-per-view, it's Ring of Honor Final Battle. We have seven matches on the card. FTR put their Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles online in a double dog collar match against the Briscoes. Then for the Ring of Honor World Six-Man six, six man Tag Team Champions, it's Dalton Castle and the boys take on the embassies, Brian Cage in the Gates of Agony. And we got a tag team grudge match. It's Swerving Argori against Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor and J.D. Griffey. Who? <laughs> 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 a ring about a world television championship match. It's Samoa Joe takes on Juice Robinson of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mercedes Martini puts a ring about a women's world championship on the line against Athena. Then for the ring about a pure championship, it's Daniel Garcia against Wheel Utah. J.S. against the Blackpool Cuckoo Club. And our main event is for the Ring of Honor World Championship as the Ocho. Chris Jericho takes on Claudio Castanoli. If Castanoli loses, he will have to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Then coming up next Wednesday on Dynamite is AW Winter is Coming. As we got match number four in the best of the uh, – <laughs> match number four in the best of seven series for the AW World Trio Championship is the Death Triangle of 2-1 against the Elite. And our main event is MJ, it's winner take all. It not only for the ring, about not only for the AW World Championship, it's for the Dynamite Diamond Ring as NGF puts his ring and title on the line against Absolute Ricky Stars. More matches being announced on Twitter by Tony Khan, and we'll see you on Friday live on TV for AEW Rampage. Bravo! Well done, Josh. Well done. You get some of your points back. You get some of your points back. Very nicely done. Okay, so Josh, I mentioned this earlier. I mentioned this earlier. Okay. I want to talk about this because I'm, this again just shows everything that you need about AEW. I know we're running along, so I'll try to go fast. So many people said, and I didn't get a chance to see it, but from what I understand, many people said that the match this summer between FTR and the Briscoes was one of the best tag team matches or one of the best matches. In the last decade, I heard it was just unbelievable. Like A plus 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 plus. It was just fantastic. And something that you would think people would want to see again. Because if it was that good, they might try to one up themselves, right? Right. Now, granted, FTR is up 2 0, so you didn't have necessarily. Oh, here's the question. I think, uh, was it Brett that asked this question? Yeah. Yeah. So, or I can't remember who asked the question. I can't remember who it was, but. No, Chris asked it. Chris, Chris asked the question. Yeah, Chris asked the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would think you'd want to see this one more time, right? To close Dynamite this week, we get a surprise. FTR will take on the Briscoes in a double dog collar match. You're taking four of the great wrestlers of our generation who have unbelievable chemistry. Like, know how to tell a story, know how to sell, know how to do what they do. And not only do you not promote it until two days before the show, which will easily be the best match on the card. Well, minus the, if it wasn't for the shit, it was going to be the best match on the card. Yeah. But you gimmick them in a dog collar match. <laughs> you have taken this great talent and reverted them to dogs this is what tony khan is doing to the pro wrestling business this is what tony khan is doing to this company 
how can anybody that is a fan of professional wrestling look at this and go, oh, man, I want to see that. I want to see these incredible wrestlers who can tell a story and who are incredible athletes put dog collars on and beat the hell out of each other senselessly to so that Tony Khan can get his little wet dream of internet mark booking. Can somebody please explain this to me? Can somebody please tell me what the value is in this? If you look into FCR 2022 and you think about it, they've had six matches televised, straight up two-on-two tag matches, six of them on Dynamite. Think about this for a, for AW. If you read FCR's booking, the response you get is that guy from uh, Happy Gilmore where he's like, we all lost our brain cells. This is the most idiotic thing we ever heard in our entire lives. Oh, Billy all- Madison. Billy Madison. Oh, Billy Madison. My bad, yeah. yeah. Um, you you get no points and may God have mercy yeah. on your soul. Yes. Yeah. If, if you read the booking of SR, that would be the appropriate response for that. They gave away the acclaim in XR on free television just to announce a match last minute with no buildup. Just for the sake of we got a dog collar match on pay-per-view, we could bleed, and that's my last-ditch effort to get the fucking Observer Award of the year. I like the Briscoe FCR matches. They've been good. But what, adding that the last thing just because it's on Dynamite makes you want to buy that pay-per-view? Hell no. That makes me that makes me want to buy it less. Exactly. <sighs> so Again. This- we have to raise the question to everybody. What the hell is wrong with AEW? Absolutely. Let's get out of here. Hold on. Let me. I, I, I was so pissed off. I didn't even get my music. All right. Let me. Uh, uh, where is it? Hold on. Sorry. Oh, that was the set. We may, we may have to do a set. We haven't done that in a while. All right. Let's get out of here. Yes. <laughs> this has been What the Hell is Wrong? With A E W. Oh man, everything, everything. Right, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you got one more song for us, Josh? Yes, I do. Here it is. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks, don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Me, after every AW Dark show I cover on YouTube. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for hanging out with us for episode 338 of the Hoots Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you like, at the Hoots Podcast. We're also on Instagram at Josh Lopez Media, at Josh Lopez Music. Make sure to bookmark ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com as I'm about to wrap up my coverage of the New Japan Super Junior and World Tag League Tournaments. That's going to conclude next Wednesday. It's been a long tour. I've been covering these shows nonstop, so uh, excited for this tour to end. Um, outside of that, make sure to leave us a four or five star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps expand the reach of the show. Make sure to subscribe to our, our podcast on YouTube, youtube.com backslash the Who's Podcast or at the Who's Podcast is our YouTube handle as well. Um, 
I'm getting close. I I need some suggestions. If you guys can help me out, help me find a good teacher sign that'll help me put these designs up there so you can get this bad boy on a hoodie or a mug or something like that. Uh, I am working hard on, you know, maybe we might not get it in time for Christmas, but uh, I'd say by 2023, we're for sure going to start, start selling some merchandise here. I love it. For the podcast. So do that as well. Uh, Brother Carter work. They can find you on social media and all yes. this stuff. You can certainly follow me on Twitter at Derek Stoughton, just at my name, one word. Uh, be sure to check out my stuff at DerekStoughton.com. You can see what I'm up to uh, in the musical world. Um, also, check out my work on WrestlingRumors.net. I am a columnist and uh, beat writer for that particular dirt sheet, only reporting the things that I feel that are necessary to report. Usually, I try to stay away from the Dave Meltzer stories because I just don't think that that's news, um, but that's just me. But we have a great team over at Wrestling Rumors. They do really great work. And uh, as always, Josh, pleasure to be here. Let's uh, let's run it back. Let's do it next week. Yes, sir. For Brother Carter, I'm Josh. Don't forget, everybody, be the authentic product that is yourself. Remember, nobody dictates the pace of your life but yourself and the man upstairs. Bring back all the good times from our Universal Chatter Days. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh what a time that was. Yes. Oh, man. A lot of good things came out of that experience. And most important is our bond here as brothers here on the Hoots podcast. You're doing, you're, you're trying to butter up, Josh, but I have a sense I may, we may have a guest host next week. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm <laughs> just saying. Yeah, that may happen for sure. Yes. <laughs> for Brother Carter, I'm Joshy. This has been episode 338 of the Hoots podcast. You named the title of this episode, What's Up, My Dog? And it's been a blast. So we'll talk to y'all next week. Try your best to enjoy Final Battle, if you could, and XC Deadline. And uh, we'll be back here next week. We love you guys. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Be Usi this week. <laughs>